We're reading from the study of the Ten Sefirot, Volume 1, Part 3, Inner Observation, Chapter 4, Item 1. Chapter 4 explains that Ten Sefirot that emerge one above the other and contains two issues. Item 1. Each 100 sfirot that emerge by coupling by striking at an equal level. Sorry, title 5 levels of 10 sfirot emerge from five phases of coarseness, one above the other, through refinement. Item 1. We shall now explain the ten sfirot that emerge one above the other. Know that because of the five phases in the above vessel of Malchut, five levels emerge through the above-mentioned coupling by striking one above the other due to the refinement of the screen and its appearance in the above five phases of coarseness in the vessel of Malchut. When the screen is over the complete coarseness in the vessel of Malchut, called the coarseness of phase four, it is considered that there are five phases and the light reflected from her. Therefore, they clothe all five phases of direct light. However, if the coarseness of phase 4 is refined, the reflected light repelled from it is too short to clothe the phase of Keter of direct light, for it has only four phases. This matter is already explained sufficiently in inner observation. Study it there. There is no need to elaborate on it here. Next, item 2. However, we should know that any expansion of upper light for a coupling by striking by the order of degrees of the five phases of coarseness in the above screen, although there are 100 sfirot in every expansion, which are 10 sfirot lengthwise and 10 sfirot thickwise, it is still regarded as only one sphere, named after the highest sphere in it. If the highest one is Keter, they are all called Keter. If its level is the sphere of Chochmah, they are all called Chochmah, and so on similarly. That's also clear. There's nothing new about this. Three. Three. Thus, these five levels that emerge because of the refinement of the screen, one above the other, from the level of Keter to the level of Malchut, are regarded as merely five sfirot kachabtum. Although each of the levels has ten sfirot lengthwise and ten sfirot thickwise, still, 
Because all these 100 Sfirot are on the same level, they are regarded as a single Sfira, named after the highest one. Kiev 1. Kiev 1. Если мы говорим про наше объединение, то вот эти вот 10 сирот, которые мы здесь изучаем, это что-то, что… We're talking about the connection between us. So these 10 сирот we'll learn about are the connection itself or… Эти 10 сирот — это что-то на… Our connection is malchut, and the 10 сирот are something above. I can't explain it in words, in our words. But… If you take a group, so instantly, all souls, all of humanity, everyone gathers and exists in that same group. And there's nothing but that. That's why you can work in a ten, and that ten will expand to all other vessels, all other humans that are even in reality. No, no. So the ten with which we work. It's some starting point in the picture we learn. Is that the common malchut or the ten sfirot are something that comes as light, as fulfillment in the ten? I don't understand you. The thing is that it's a bit difficult to, understand, to explain this because it's like it's not like regular geometry. It's similar to things that Einstein was talking about in that kind of way, that even though we can take care of one ten, by this we're taking care of all tens, all vessels, all the desire that the Creator created. PT 22. Rav, good morning. Is this concept written about the tense what lengthwise and tense what thickwise? Does that explain the state of the light, the direct light and reflected light that clothe within each other? Also, correct. Yeah. Thank you. Item 4. You can therefore see the great difference between the ten sfirot of equal level and the ten sfirot one above the other. The ten sfirot of equal level emerge from a single coupling by striking and are all regarded as a single sphere. However, the ten sfirot kachabtum emerging one above the other emerge by five couplings by striking because the screen is refined gradually from phase four to phase three 
and so on, up to the root. Each of them contains ten sfirot lengthwise and ten sfirot thickwise at an even level. Hence, these five levels are regarded merely as kahabtum, one above the other, named after the highest sfirot in these five levels. Thus we have explained the great difference between the five kinds of ten sfirot, namely the ten sfirot of direct light, as they are in and of themselves, and ten sfirot of direct light and reflected light whose level is equal, and ten sfirot of naranchai, the ten sfirot Shangela, and the ten sfirot one above the other. Yeah, there's more kinds of ten sfirot. We'll bump into them, but all in all, it's not that important. In order to reach a vessel, a created being, we must have a cascading of the upper light, the upper bestowal, through ten degrees. The final tenth degree is already the correct response upon the light from behalf of the desire. Kiev. It says here that the ten sfirot of reflected light and direct light are equal. How can such a thing be? It, it's always supposed to be balancing one the other, one balances the other. I don't understand you. Maybe I simply don't understand this correctly, but how can such a thing be that the tense filter of reflected light and direct light, how can they be equal? Even in physics, we see this meaning in our world that you have... You have many examples that that it can't be that you'll have a response before the upper light comes to it, to Malchut, and Malchut performs a restriction screen, reflected light and a response, and how it responds and how it knows how to respond because in it there are already all kinds of discernments and records and forces that she just needs to establish them in her own desire. What she needs is to add, I'd say, her own exertion. And in that way, she responds correctly to the upper light. Um, if I can ask some more, the, the mechanics of reflected and direct light is what brings the vessel to a balanced state? Or is it like you say that it has to obligate Malchut to do a certain kind of work, so there cannot be balance and stat- uh, being static here. 
or speaking about one concrete state that Malchut responds to what comes to her. There is nothing here that you can say upon it that it's not clear. Not clear meaning not defined to begin with. Malchut is built in such a way where she responds to the upper light and the upper light rises from her to the source of the light and there they connect. There's no question about it. That's why I don't know where you're taking this from. It turns out that every state between the direct and reflected light brings some... The upper light, before he performs the action, he knows what action he needs to do, what action he needs to receive, what the result of the action will be. There's no renewing here. All these things as an innovation is the malchut that has to overcome its will to receive, perform a restriction, screen, reflected light, and in this way respond to the upper light. All the innovations are in malchut. That's why all these responses from malchut have to gather in malchut, and eventually they gather and gather and gather until they reach the building of the screen upon the upper light. That's it. That it has to be the same response towards the Malchut, the way the Creator relates to her. I apologize. Just that here we read about different kinds of lights that go into the vessel. And when the vessel gets a certain amount of light as a balance between the direct and reflected light, how, how does that become a new light? Everything separately. There's a new desire, new upper light, restriction, screen, reflected light, the clothing of the direct light, of the reflected light on the direct light, everything new in a concrete way that each and every action is sliced off from the previous action, and it comes after it. In each and everything, there's tense field, coupling by striking, clothing on one another, and we're done. And the next action. PT-14. The coarseness of the screen is what determines that the 10 uh, is as one. The coarseness of the screen determines the intensity of the response from Malchut on the upper light. He writes that Ten sefirot of equal level. Ten sefirot, one above, just like ten sefirot that are equal, come out of one striking of coupling. Yeah. Latin two. Rab, estamos aquí hablando de todas las luces. Rab, if we 
We're talking about all the lights here. Why don't we talk about the surrounding light here? Why don't we speak about another thousand different lights you can ask? He doesn't mention it, Niv. Can't hear you. So there's a problem. Now I hear you. Okay, so uh, chapter 5 explains the tenth of Rosh and Toch emerging one below the other. Item 1. Now we shall explain the tenth that emerge one below the other. Which are five Patufim, Arichanpin, Abba, Ima, Zeranpin, and Nukva. We shall first explain the difference between a Sfira and a Patuf, which is indeed a great difference. A Sfira is either a single phase of direct light or ten sfirot clothed in reflected light at an equal level. A patuf, however, degree. Thus, each patuf must have three specific phases of ten sfirot. Ten sfirot of Rosh, ten sfirot of Toch, and ten sfirot of Sof. Meaning in every partzuf there is Rosh, Toch, Sof, and in each one of them there is ten sfirot. Next. Item 2. The reflected light that rises from the coupling by striking from below upward is but roots for vessels and not complete vessels. They are ten sfirot of Rosh. Item 2. The issue of the Patsuf has been explained here in the words of Dari. But in order to understand it thoroughly, I must elaborate here. You already know that from the restriction downward, Malchut stopped being a vessel for reception of the light of Insof. Instead, the reflected light that rises from her becomes the vessel of reception. It has also been explained that the reflected light that rises from Malchut upward is not regarded as complete vessels of reception, but are only regarded as roots for the vessels. It is so because the force of the screen and the coarseness in the vessel of Malchut cannot rise from the place of Malchut upward even a bit. Only afterwards, when the reflected light descends and expands the vessels of Malchut into Sfirot from her and within her, from above downward, are the vessels completed. Study it there, for here is not a place to elaborate.
Okay. No questions? Okay, let's keep going. It's really everything till now is flowing. Item 3. A reflected light that expands from Malchut downward makes the vessels for the Toch of the Potsuf. Item 3. According to the above, it is thoroughly understood that the ten Sfirot must first expand for a coupling by striking in order to raise ten Sfirot of reflected to clothe the direct light as roots for the vessels. These ten sfirot clothed by the reflected light that rises from below upward are called ten sfirot of Rosh. It means that they are the beginning for the vessels, meaning only roots. To complete the vessels, the reflected light must descend and expand from Malchot downward with an entire level of direct light that clothed the Rosh from the Malchut upward. It is by that expansion that the vessels are made and completed. This expansion is called Guf, or the Toch of the Potsuf, as Dari explained. What is the reflected light and the coarseness with respect to connection? In the connection, we must work against our ego. That's why it's as if it's counted as reflected light. What else did you ask? Reflected light and coarseness. Coarseness is the desire that is used in order to connect that in that desire, on the edge of that desire, you can connect and above that. No. Tel Aviv 3. Rav, what does it mean that ten sefirot that are of the same degree? It's ten sefirot within the same degree. What is a patsuv compared to the ten sefirot with the same degree? That if there is one coupling by striking, so we get ten sefirot, that their degree is equal. We have to read these things and, yeah. Actually, each and every light has its own degree, but if we perform one coupling by striking, even though many lights come out, but their degree is equal. Moscow 6. Good morning. Question by a friend. What is the reflected light? Can we call it intention or is it something else? Reflected light is the intention of the created being to connect through the friends to the creator. That is called a reflected light. If we do it, then we can start feeling that 
the upper force connects in us and we all come closer to it and even incorporate in it. PT 19. He says that from the restriction below, Malchut stopped being a vessel for reception of the light of Ensof, but rather the reflected light coming from her became a vessel of reception. What do you mean? Malchut becomes something else suddenly? Malchut, which is a simple wall to receive, can't be a vessel of reception. You can't, with your hunger or appetite, receive anything from the host. But there's a law that you can receive only under the condition that by this you are giving back to him, passing it back to him, but not for yourself. That's why you must perform a restriction, a screen, reflected light as a preparation, that all your reception will only be for the benefit of the host. So that's it. And only we, meaning have to turn the screen, the reflected light, the switch, and then only then Malchut becomes something else without the stall? Yes, then Malchut will work as if a vessel be stall. As. And that's what we're doing in our work. We should do. Yes, PT30. Thank you. He writes about the reflected light coming down. Reflected light coming down. So what is the difference between that and the direct light? To the extent that there's an ability to bestow to the host, the vessel of the potsuf expands because then it's possible to receive more in order to bestow. That's it. The vessels expand. Kiev 3. Здравствуйте. Вы неделю или две назад говорили такую вещь, что можно сделать упражнение. Hello. A week or two ago, you said that we can make an exercise to observe from the side, to observe your own desires and to divide them to three categories. What I want to bestow, what I would want but I can't, and what I can't at all. These are the three parts of the potsuf. The way I understood it, it resembles Rosh Tochsof. Is it so? No, that's Malchut divided in such a way into a few parts. There are desires that she can use in order to bestow. There's desires that she can with the light of Chokhmah. There's some only in the light of Hasadim and some that she can't receive at all. And that's what she restricts. That's how Malchut starts implementing itself that it's divided and in such a way it starts working. Yep. So it turns out that it's not three parts of the Potsuf, the three categories? No, no, no. We're speaking about the wall to receive, that that's what it does. And in the Rosh, there's a calculation. In the Toch, you receive in order to bestow. There, there's all the vessels that can receive in order to bestow. They're incorporated in the Toch of the Patsu, from the Pet till the Tabu, and in the Sof, from Tabu till the Sium, the end. There, we see vessels that it's impossible to receive in there at all. 
because there's no screen in order to bestow there. What I just said, is that clear? In principle, there's a great difficulty. Maybe I didn't ask correctly. Maybe next time I'll go back to it. Okay. But maybe about yesterday's material, if I may. Go ahead. What does it mean that yesterday we read... In general, it's written that the chokhmah, the direct light, is attained. Okay, excuse me. Um, what does it mean that the spirit of the direct light attains something? I thought it's only attained in reflected light. When there is a restriction, screen reflected light, what you receive in that reflected light, meaning in order to bestow to the host, let's say. So according to that, we attain the degree of the created being as much as it identifies with the host, with the creator. Well, check what you wanted to ask there. Okay? Where did we stop? Item 4. So read, let's finish it. The ten spirit of Rosh are called a look, and the ten spirit of Toch are called an expansion. Malchut of the Rosh is called Peh, and Malchut of the Guf is called Tabur. Item 4. Now we have thoroughly clarified the necessity for the ten spirit of the Rosh and the ten spirit of the Guf which must be in every patsuf. Since we first need a coupling by striking in order to reveal the reflected light as ten spirot that are the roots for the vessels. When they expand from Malchat downward, the ten spirot emerge as complete vessels called guf of ten spirot of toch. You should also know that the Ari refers to the coupling by striking that raises the reflected light from Malchut upward as ten spirot of Rosh, as a look. The Ari calls the ten spirot of the Guf that descend from Malchut of Rosh downward as expansion. You should also know that Malchut of the Rosh is called Peh, and Malchut of the Guf is called Tabur, or Malchut of Malchut of the Rosh. And remember this. Good. By this we finish chapter 5, before us we have chapter 6, and with God's help we'll start it tomorrow. For now, for today, we are done with the lesson. No questions? All in all? Huh? We don't have anyone explaining what's going on today, tomorrow, only Neve. Yeah, I have announcements about tomorrow. Okay. 
So tomorrow we're going to have the preparation for the lesson at 2.40 until 3, then at 3 until 5.30 in the morning. Daily Kabbalah lesson at 3.40. At 1.40, sorry, until 2. There's the preparation for the lesson. And then 2 till 4, there's the noon lesson. At this we conclude. Thank you. Have a good day. Thousands of years in the darkness we roam Chasing a whisper that's guiding us home So many miles searching for a sign To break free from these cages of time Is there some place beyond all the noise? A sweet silence behind every voice Fire